Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Welcome to this mini episode where we are excited. We are pumped. We haven't left this until two hours before the next episode comes out. We <laughs> actually had to get onto this and talk about it early. We're getting better and better at this because the first, like the first one that we did was, I think, like after the next episode aired. <laughs> then, then the next one was like a, the day of the episode. Then the next one was the day before that. And now we're like two days before. So this is great. Exactly. But there's been a lot of conversation over the chats and everything uh, for the last 72 hours or so since season two, episode five, The Jedi aired. Spoilers, 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 folks. We're going to go deep talking about a lot of stuff. This might be a pretty lengthy mini as well. So if you're used to listening to our sports and well-being stuff, go check out the other episode, the full-length episode that we'll be releasing because this is Geek Corner. Absolutely. And what an episode it was. I am going to make a call right now and say it so far. This is my favorite episode. Best episode yet, I think. Wow. Even better than this, the opening one of season yeah. two, which was, you know, going and finding the Marshal and the Cryot Dragon and all that. You, you rated this one better than that. Better. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't give it a 10 and 10. I'd give it a 9 out of 10 just because I can't give anything a 10 out of 10. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought this was such a well done episode. Um, it just, it was well written. The music, the, the, the hinting at music when they referenced certain things, it was just... It was a good, really good episode. I loved it, loved it. And it was about 45 minutes long, and I thought it was... It was the second or third longest episode I think they've ever done, apart from the first episode of um, this series, and then either the opener or the finale of season one, I think might have been around about the same. But they definitely knew they had something big here, um, which was... We knew after watching last week's episode that Mando was back in his ship and he was on his way to find Ahsoka Tano. And we figured, going from the normal Mandalorian way, that we'd have 10, 20 minutes or so before she popped up in this episode. No sorry. Wait, it, that's, that's the thing. This episode, it just started right away with the, uh, with the action. She was in there within the first two minutes. I loved how it subverted my expectations there. I legitimately thought that we'd be seeing him land on the planet, wander around the planet, yeah. what's going on, hearing rumors. No. there's. I actually saw uh, an article that compared it to the start of episode nine, where both of them start with a forest scene with people getting taken out by yeah. an assailant. You had um, Kylo Ren with the big red lightsaber uh, at the start of episode nine, taking out people before he went off on some pointless journey like the rest of that entire movie. Um, but then here with Ahsoka Tano, just that wonderful shot of she was invisible and then the two white lightsabers would flare up oh, and she'd strike and then she'd vanish again like a ninja. Oh, just brilliant to watch. So good. And I got to say, do you know, honestly, not who I would have thought, because like, as, as you know, I, I, I you didn't, didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. And it's not like because I'm so used to the character from Clone Wars and Rebels and it's just not who I would have thought that they would have cast. I don't know what I was expecting, but man, alive, was it perfect. Like she was Rosario uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, just amazing in the role. I thought she nailed it. I... I love her. I think she's, I will watch anything she's in. And unlike you, I hadn't really watched Clone Wars and had much exposure to her before I knew that she'd been cast. And so the second I saw a picture of the character and then saw her, I went, oh, that makes sense. That makes complete sense. But the voice actor in Clone Wars is completely different, isn't she? 
it's a very different, especially in the in the Clone Wars. Uh, it's a, she's a very different character, even from Rebels. Uh, and she, I think, out of everybody, aside from the obvious, you know, Anakin Skywalker into Vader, I think from everybody, she has the most interesting journey to me. Like yes. she's this wide-eyed sort of. Um, happy-go-lucky Jedi girl, basically, in the beginning of Clone Wars. And then when we see her progress through Rebels, she becomes this just... She essentially becomes a gray Jedi, uh, which, you know, Star Wars fans will know what a gray Jedi is. Of course, it's somebody in between. Um, now, are you, let me ask you a question, Zach. Are you going to watch Clone Wars and Rebels? Like, how... how, how... I've, I've had a bit spoiled for me. Okay. So, um, and, and the other thing is, and we'll kind of get into this, there is a lot of stuff that I'm finding it's coming into the Mandalorian and people are saying, oh, it's in Clone Wars and Rebel, which was in the Star Wars continuity before the Great Purge, where when Disney took over from Lucasfilm, they went, we're going to take out the entire history of everything. Yeah. All those books and comics and stuff that you bought during the 80s and 90s and 2000s are now taken out. It's a clean slate. All that remains is the movies. And then they started grabbing stuff from all that great history and bringing it into the cartoons and everything. So a lot of stuff that I've picked up from you and Dave and Mills and all that about the way this is going, I do kind of know a little bit about. So, for instance, the mention of General Thrawn mm. um, this episode would mean nothing to anyone who's seen only the movies. Right. For someone who's seen Rebels, I think it means a lot it wasn't lost on me who that character is because I know him from the books that came out in like the eighties and nineties sure. and so forth. So, so I don't think you can spoil much for me. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, she takes a great a journey and you know, I think, I feel like, I don't know that we've seen the last of her, but I feel like if we have, it's now okay. I heard spinoff mentioned. And cool. I don't know if that's because they, like I heard spinoff mentioned when we saw Boba Fett at the end of episode one. I heard spinoff mentioned here. I mean, they're casting big actors, actors that mean something to Star Wars. They don't just cast them for one episode or a cameo at the end. Like that's a, a pretty big deal, you'd, you'd think. But then at the same time, they're playing with a billion dollars worth of house money. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go. So, yeah, yeah. it was just... I was very, very happy with how they had Ahsoka Tano, uh, Ahsoka Tano in the in the show, and I thought they stayed true to what I thought her character would be because you know obviously my opinion matters. Um, I just thought I loved the dynamic between the three of them. Uh, and Houston, we have a name. Oh, yeah. Are we excited about this? I don't. I don't. I think I am, but at the same time, I'm like that's kind of a goofy name it's like something so, yeah so baby yoda officially known as the child until now is called grogu grow is it grogu or is it grogo because i i thought grogu i i when i checked I, it it was grogu okay because i watched it again today a little bit and like at first it sounds like grogo and then it sounds like grogu and i'm like well it sounds like a weird mortal Kombat character i don't think they're sure yeah i i'm not um, Grogu. Did they fix that in post? Yeah, they should have. Uh, I think, like, I'm excited that we have a name, but also it's not, it's like not a cute name. Like, no. Like, kind of, I mean, Yoda's a cute name. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it doesn't fit. I don't think it fits. 
I mean, it might be hard to tell because the actor who plays the Mandalorian, he's never on set. So he's just calling in from a cell phone somewhere and recording his dialogue that way. So maybe it was a little bit jumbled, the pronunciation. But yeah, Grogu, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. I don't even know if he needed a name. No, I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of excited that we have a name, but also it just doesn't, I don't feel like it fits. I think the best thing they did, though, is if they're not sure about the name, get it out there. Like mm-hmm. the worst thing to do would be like at the sea, at, you know, at, at the very last episode, scene of the very, very last episode in the series, he hands him over to someone. He says, bye, child. And he goes, his name is Grogu. And we're all left going, that was the name? At least now we've got potentially a couple of seasons to get yeah. used to it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm never going to call him that, though. I'm still going to call him Baby Yoda or the child. I, I think it'll take a long time until Grogu catches on. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and there's a couple of scenes, I think, that you you caught it on, like a couple of quotes. What was the best of us? What was that particular moment in the episode that you liked so much? Oh, dude, okay, so this was um, this was actually a throwback to the 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 uh, the Clone Wars uh, and Rebels, and it was just <clears throat> when she was explaining, uh, you know, that she can't train the child because of his attachment to to Mando. And she's like, you know, I've seen what these kind of attachments can do to even like to even the best of us. And it was just a beautiful moment because in the, so this, this is what, this is actually why I asked you the question about spoilers. This is a spoiler. Yes. Yeah. So basically in the show, of course, Ahsoka Tano is um, Anakin's Padawan and their journey together is, is just, it's, it's an amazing, it's a beautiful journey to, to when she leaves the order and he's fighting for her and they just have this great dynamic. And then in Rebels, you know, they meet again after he's turned and she realizes who he is and what's become of this, this man that she used to love, not in a romantic way. There was never really any romantic uh, way there, of course. Um, but, and, and then seeing Rosario Dawson act this scene out it's like you can just feel how much that hurt her what happened to anakin skywalker because it was just the most trusted person that she was and to her he was the best of the jedi like he was a god um and it was just a, a it was so subtle the way that she delivered the line but you could see how heartbroken she was and it was like it was perfect it was just perfect right so actors notes well job, well done, good job there to Rosario. Yeah, you can see that. I mean, I'm only halfway or so through Clone Wars at the moment, but already over that, you've seen the evolution of their relationship grow from right. you know respect to budding rivalry, and and you know it's 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 starting to become. I can't wait. Like I've got another four episode, four seasons of Clone Wars to go mm-hmm. before I get to Rebels. So I'm I'm really excited to see how that evolves over time. Yeah. Really, yeah, it was just, it was just. I mean, and the it was just the episode was full of, um, of, uh, of of moments like that. You know, like Michael yeah. Bean, right? Like I know Michael Bean. I I love that guy. He popped up, and I'm like, that's that guy. You know what? I didn't realize it was him at first because I haven't like when I think of him, I think of like the Terminator. I think of Alien. I yep. think of Tombstone. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute, is that? Holy shit, it is. That's great. I think Terminator and then Aliens. Um, bang, bang. Those are the two that I go to straight away. He yeah. he, he he looked older, but he still looked the same. He yeah. kind of looked a little bit like um, Yondo from Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, in a couple of different angles. Maybe it was oh, the what? super big shoulders and you're stuff. I kind of got right. that vibe. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like you're right because I, I, 
I was thinking that too at one point. I was like, he reminds me of like somebody from the Marvel Cinematic. Who is this guy? Yeah. Um, but then I, of course, figured out who it was. And and it just kind of goes into your point about the throwbacks to. Well, I'll let you go into that. Um, what was my point going to be? Um, this uh, I don't know. The, the Western Westerns and oh yeah yeah yeah. So 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 it was it was very interesting. I think because you had Michael Bean and Mando. Um, playing out this Western shootout theme in the middle of the street, which is a motif that has been heavily influenced through, I think, what we've seen of The Mandalorian today. He goes to a desert planet, he copes, he rides a strange creature, he traipses around, he, you know, kicks, he comes into town, he kicks the bad guy out, he rides off into the sunset, or two sunsets in the case of Tatooine. Um, and you had that definitely, you know, front and centre with the scenes between Mando and Michael Bin. Mm. But then just over the wall, you had this wonderful Japanese samurai movie feel where yeah. it's dismissive to say it looked like Kill Bill because Kill Bill itself was paying homage to these Japanese samurai cinema. Yeah. Um, but it had that real, you could definitely see how it was influenced. The town was a Japanese town. It wasn't a Western town. Yeah. Um, the forest around the outside, although it was barren, it was a different forest to like a wild, wild west forest. And then you had Ahsoka and the magistrate going head to head in a beautifully choreographed, um, and there's something about Japanese cinema that makes female on female combat just this beautiful, elegant dance. We we yeah. got parts of that as well. Um, I just I really liked. Um, I don't mind the Western theme, and I think it totally fits Mando. But I really liked the Japanese influences we got um, in this week's episode. Well, it just it does really throw back to those original movies because, of course, the Japanese style was a big influence on those original. You know, from from the from the wardrobe to the fighting style to even some of the words. You know, yeah. um, for just something as simple as Obi. Um, yeah. You know, and. And, and of course the Jedi robes and and even Darth Vader's helmet uh, looks a little bit like a samurai helmet. Very influenced by a samurai helmet, yeah. And there's and there's lots of you know the the combat style of a yeah. lot of stuff we see in Star Wars is that samurai fight with honor, take each other one on one. You know, if it's, you, it's not unique that in the in the earlier sequels it's the robots, it's the droids, it's the machines that attack you in unwaves. You know, the other people they fight one on one, they fight individually. There's uh, there's some respect there. That's it. And like, even when um, it's the fighting styles themselves, even they, they have they have like Japanese names. There's uh, I can't even I can't remember some of them, but I don't know if they're actually Japanese, but they have those Japanese feels like I think there's like um, uh, Ataru Makashi, I think is one she she yeah. Cho she she chin something like that. I remember those from the video games. And I remember thinking, wow, that's very I don't know if those are actual Japanese words, but to me, they sound that way. Uh, Someone right now is just screaming at us going, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. And that's not how you pronounce them either, Andrew. <laughs> but it's a feeling. It's a feeling it creates. Yeah. And uh, I think they did it really, really well. And it was just, it didn't feel jarring at all. Even as you were cutting back and forth from one scene to another, it just felt really, really smooth. Yeah. So good. It was one of those episodes where it felt like there wasn't a lot okay so the first 10 minutes felt like a lot mm -hmm. of stuff going on the second say 15 20 minutes when they're in the forest and you know ahsoka um tano is training Grogu. exposition exposition, yeah. exposition. And it felt like it was kind of empty but it was very good and there's a lot in there there's a lot in there yeah. um but and then we get back to the action and it was just like a 
it just really flowed well. Like I, there was not one moment in there where I was like, I, I'm bored. I'm losing focus. Yeah. I was just like with it the whole time. Was it, was it to you? Was it a very dark episode? It I was. had to turn the brightness I, on my TV yeah. up. It felt a lot like, you know, scenes from Game of Thrones where it's like, what is going on here? I can't yeah. tell what's happening. Well, it's, it's funny. I didn't really notice it when I watched it on my TV last week. But then today when I was on the treadmill watching it on my phone, I, I, I kept turning up the brightness. I was like, this fe feels really dark. Um, yeah. So, and I'm not a huge, like that, and that, that would be why I give it a nine and a 10, I suppose, because I'm not a fan of that. I'm like, I, I, I need to see, even in video games and stuff, I need to turn on the brightness because I want to know what's going on. Like I hated that last few episodes of Game of Thrones. I was like, and I get why they did it. They wanted, but I'm just like, I, I think that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, put, I've got this huge TV. I want to see everything that's happening yeah. on it. So yeah. First world problems, man. I know it's tough. Hey, what was what was really interesting to me, and I didn't realize until I did a bit of research, but the actor who played the magistrate in this episode, Diana Lee Inosanto, she's the goddaughter of Bruce Lee. No kidding. Yeah. So straight away you think about like the the heritage there. The, you know, the, you've got this wonderful creative team that's building the Mandalorian, um, who have come from all the Star Wars animated shows and so forth. And then it's like, well, who are we going to get to play this, you know, in this very Japanese, Asian-themed influence? Who are we going to get this person to play this kick-ass magistrate who's full of supreme confidence? Let's get Bruce Lee's daughter. I mean, a goddaughter. It was just, it was just fantastic. She looked really familiar too. Has she yes. Been, I, I, I haven't checked what she's on. I've been too busy looking at your IMDb to go she look at She reminded me of the, the actress, and I can't think of her name at the top of my head, who's in The Mummy 3. Uh, the Tomb of the Emperor. She was. Um, oh yeah. I can't remember her name. I'm gonna look it up right now, real time. You look that up whilst I whilst I feel. Uh, the the one thing I don't know is um, off the back of this episode is she dead? Because we didn't see a body. Um, we heard something from over the wall, and uh, Ahsoka walked out with the spear of Beskar. And I do want to talk about Beskar as well. I yeah. didn't know that that thing could block lightsaber bolts. I don't know if that was um, in canon before now. Michelle, um, yeah. But, Michelle, yeah. Michelle, yeah. But I assume she's dead. I assume we want to I, I would imagine she's dead. Yeah. I would imagine she's dead. Because, uh, I don't know, like Ahsoka Tano, to me, like, well... She'll drop a body. What's that? She'll drop a body these days. Yeah, dude. Like, she, around. like, she's... And that's what I mean. She's a grey Jedi. Like, she will drop someone who needs to be dropped, whereas when she was a Jedi, maybe not. And that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like she's... I feel like she's dead. Well, there's a new magistrate. We saw that other guy got the robe and the, the necklace at the end of the episode. So I assume she's the new magistrate. And I assume Ahsoka is now going to another planet on another mission. Like, I don't think she's been sitting on that planet since the end of Rebels, just hanging out. I, don't, I think she I, and, and I think, Okatana are doing something. Yeah, I would imagine that's what we see in that spinoff. Um, yes. But, and that's yeah. why they're after Thrawn. What's that? She's hunting Thrawn down planet mm. by planet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um... Just, just an amazing episode. Um, yeah. Well, oh, I will ask you. Okay, so, okay, when and I, I posed this chat in the group chat, and I, uh, this question in the group chat. I don't know if you rewatched it, but basically, I, I literally went and rewatched just before this episode. Okay, so that moment when the Razor Crest takes off and Ahsoka mm -hmm. Tano, did you notice that she kind of looks down? I had to look for it. So because you mentioned it, I went back and looked for it. I think I don't think she was you don't doing think? what you think you're doing. I swear to God, there was like a sec. I swear, I think it was there. I don't know. It, I don't know. 
maybe not. Do you want to tell people what you think she okay. what she was doing? So there is a moment as the razor crest is taking off where it looks like Ahsoka Tano is looking down, smiling, smirking. And I had a feeling that maybe she was looking at Ghost Yoda. Um, that's what my thought was. That that it just it was just the briefest moment, like you blink, you miss it. But it just was so subtle, and I was like, because there was that moment, of course, where she's talking about Yoda, and the music comes on for like a half a second. So I was like, that was really subtle. Maybe this was another really subtle thing. It's like, oh, Ghost Yoda does, would exist. Um, maybe she was looking at him. Uh, maybe we will see him. I, I who knows. Like I, I, I wish it was that. I think, yeah, I, I don't think it was there, but I, geez, it, it's you should have been in that writing room because that's a great idea. I know, I, I know. Um, and I, I think they are off to this planet. They are either going to see uh, now. I think they're either going to find. I think they're going to find Ezra. Yeah, so I, I know what this means. So Ezra at the end of Rebels heads off with Thrawn. Yeah, and that's and then it's left. Ahsoka is then going off to try and work out what happened to him, and that's kind of how Rebels ends. And we haven't had any of that story since then. Is my understanding? Is the way Rebels finishes? This is what I'm thinking. Mandalorian is just like tying up all the loose ends. Yeah, it's interesting, and I think that that's. I think it's. I think I was actually talking uh, about this with a, a friend of mine, this guy Jake, who's a, another Superman cosplayer. Um, and we were just like fangirling for 45 minutes about the possibilities of what's coming up, like just back and forth. It was just, it was stupid. But we were just like, oh my God, maybe it's Luke Skywalker. Maybe it's Yoda. Maybe it's Ezra. We just like didn't know. I don't, could think be yeah. Yeah, I don't think it'd be Luke Skywalker, but he was just like, dude, I will like, I will just explode the house with squeals if that happens. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, the Dave Filoni. Yeah. I mean, he is rapidly becoming like a name. Like you, if you're into this stuff, you know who Dave Filoni is now. Like I think people already knew him from the animated shows. Yeah. But now he's done. He did the first episode of The Mandalorian. He's done this one where he's directed them, and he also directed Chapter Five, which was the Gunslinger, which is the one where they go and they have the Han Solo wannabe chase down the other bounty hunter, and at the end of it, you see Manda, uh, Boba Fett's boot spurs. I mean, that was a fine episode. That was a net episode, but. The very first episode of Mandalorian was great, and this episode was yeah. great. So, yeah, he's proving he can do it in the writer's room, in the producer's chair, and behind the camera as the director. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um, is, do, is there anything else you want to talk about with this episode? No, I was about to say, do we need to Grogo now? Well, I think before we Grogo, um, we did have to do that shout-out. I think we, we should save the best for last, so... Um, Yes. No. Yeah. So some some sad news over the weekend: the death at the age of eighty five of one of three actors to play Darth Vader, but the big man in the suit, uh, actor David Prowse, yeah. who you know passed away aged eighty five. He was a, a monster of a man who at one point actually applied um, for the role of Chewbacca, That's right. um, and was offered it and turned it down because he said people always remember the villain more. And so he was a, a massive six foot six, six foot eight strong man um, who filled, you know, those suits and, and led to real characterization. Like you can see it. They had to cast Hayden Christensen as a, you know, think about what you want about him as an actor, but they had to get someone with that big physique who you could imagine talking into Darth Vader at some time. And when you see Anakin in the Clone Wars, he's noticeably taller 
yeah. than a lot of the other people around him. So Dave Prowse cast a shadow in real life and through the character and through the way the character is represented now um, across canon. So um, a sad, sad loss uh, for, for the Star Wars community. Totally. Um, there's some great documentaries out there. I watched one a couple of years ago about uh, just his experience and uh, it wasn't the best experience, uh, unfortunately, for him because of just, you know, things and everything. But he had a falling out with George Lucas, I read, where he was actually banned from... banned from, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit of a shame. So, yeah, but no, shout out to Dave Prowse. Uh, passed away 2020. As if 2020 couldn't get any worse. I mean, oh, seriously. Jesus. We've got a mm. month to go. I swear to God, somebody hide Betty White. <laughs> she can still make it. She's got 28 days and she's fine. Mm. We can do it, Betty. We can do it. All right. Well, wake me up before we go, go. Ha <laughs> ha, this guy. All right, everybody. Well, look, thank you so much for listening to this mini episode where Zach and I hope to inspire you in a galaxy far, far away. I've been Andrew. I've been Zach. I have spoken. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>